I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. This is Megan Hillica, and this is episode number 100. That is a crazy number to get to. It's almost two years that I've been doing this podcast. And so I really appreciate if you've been here from the beginning or if you've just joined. But I thought that the topic of, I guess the question of who am I would be very fitting to talk about today because today is the giveaway for this podcast for the 100th episode. And if you're listening later, the giveaway is already over. But On June 17th, it's my birthday and the 100th episode, and I really believe this topic of who am I now after my child died is such a fitting episode because all of us become a different person when our child dies, right? All of us change, and it's a lot of work to learn how to get back on your own two feet. Before I dive into this episode, I want to first thank you for listening to this podcast I absolutely love doing this. I love doing this podcast. I love connecting with you. When you reach out to me to share what episodes have helped you or how this podcast has supported you on your grief journey. And I want to thank all of you who have participated in this giveaway. It is so wonderful to see and to connect with you, all of you who have shared the podcast with others who want to hear this type of podcast as well. It's been so fun to do, and it helps get this message out to more moms who are struggling and need this kind of support. I also want to remind you that in a few weeks, Relief and Grief will be opening up for enrollment, and it will take place on July 14th, 15th, and 16th. This is my three-day workshop. It is so fun, and I love getting together with the moms who join. It really is a great time of connection. We spend time learning, coaching, and talking. It's something that you do not want to miss out, seriously. So keep an eye out for that in a couple weeks. If you want to get on the wait list, you can go to reliefandgriefsupportgroup.com to not miss it and to get, you know, let know about it when, when it does open up. So let's talk about who am I? I have a whole section about this question in my Life After Child Loss program. It's a part of my Carrying Grief Framework. So the C-A-R-R-Y, the Y stands for you and learning to love yourself again. I found that there's so much like hate or disgust or disdain and beating yourself up after your child dies. It's so hard to even give yourself any compassion when you don't believe that you deserve any compassion. So I divide the question, who am I, into three parts. I have, who was I before my child died? Who am I now? And who do I want to be? There are so many layers to grief. And diving into the question, who am I, is 
such a layer or layers. So taking, you know, space for that and time for that layer, like there's so many layers of grief. This is just one part of our whole grief journey. So let's talk first about who was I? Who was I before my child died? So it's true for all of us that the person that we were died the day our child died, right? There is no way that you can continue to be the person that you were when you experienced the death of your child. You are forever changed, which is hard. Maybe you have people in your life who want you to be your old self again, who want you to go back to the person that you once were, but there's no going back. And the people in our life have to grieve the loss of you as you were, and so do you. You also have to grieve that person. It's hard for them, and it's also so hard for you. If you're anything like me, I wanted to be my old self again. I wanted to be that person. I thought that the person I was becoming was a very <laughs> a horrible person. I didn't want to be who I was. I didn't like who I'd become. I cried and cried when I looked at pictures of my old self because it felt like that free and joyous laughter that I saw in that picture was gone, that I would never have that again. And the peace and the, all these things that I thought about myself, about who I was before Aria died, I thought they were all gone. And that, you know, I could never have any of those type of qualities that I enjoyed in my life again. And I had to grieve that loss of myself because there wasn't any way I could go back to that person. And so this is the first part, is taking time to grieve who you were. And it's also helpful to notice that what were your strengths and weaknesses before your child died? What were you good at? What was kind of your, you know, things that you struggled with? before your child died, because those are so often magnified afterwards. What you are good at, you might be doing really well at, and the things that you struggled with might be worse. So in between who you were and who you want to become is who you are right now, right this moment. And I felt like for me that this is no man's land. It's like I was in limbo. I felt like turned upside down, like I couldn't get my feet on the ground I didn't want to become someone else, and I was still trying to fight to go back to who I was. I hated who I'd become. For me, that meant I was more anxious. I was sad, depressed, angry. I felt like all I did with people I loved was bring the mood down. I I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to be me. I didn't like how I had changed. I didn't want to be around other people, only close friends and families. I didn't want to have fun or just enjoy myself. I actually felt like I couldn't even enjoy myself. Every moment of every day was clouded by Aria's death and the fact that she wasn't here. And no matter what what it looked like on the outside or what I was doing, you know, if I had a smile on my face, there was still this internal battle inside of me. And so I just wanted to share this little thing that I wrote when I was in this space of no man's land, of feeling like I couldn't get my feet on the ground. It's, it was a place that I didn't like to be. I didn't want to be. And I wrote, I'm just done, ready to be done with this life and move on to the next. I'm so sick of the sadness, the stress, the anxiety, the anger, the snappiness. 
No one else understands. Everyone wants to try, but they have no clue how awful each day actually is. I guess I wouldn't want others to understand either, but it sure makes you feel alone. It's a really hard place to be in, in this place of limbo. And so I'm holding you in my heart if you are here. If you are in this space of feeling like, what's the point? And that each day is so incredibly hard. In this space, compassion for yourself and your grief is so important. How can you use the strengths that you have to support yourself in this time? How can you use tools and outside resources and support for the weaknesses that you're struggling with? You don't need to do this all alone. You truly don't. And I'm going to say that again and again and again. You do not need to do this all alone. Find help and support and reach out to those who love you to help you as well. So in this time, noticing how you can begin to help yourself, giving yourself compassion, and then taking little tiny steps forward to help yourself process the grief and the pain you are experiencing. So learning why you are the way you are without judgment recognizing that your grief journey is your own and you do not need to compare it to anyone else's. We do this all the time. We're always comparing. Let's take away the comparison. This is your journey. And most importantly, giving yourself the permission to grieve in your way, in your own way that gets you to where you want to go. So the last section that I talk about in the Life After Child Loss program for this question of who am I is who do you want to be? And this can be a very hard thing to dive into, especially if you, like, you you don't really know if you really want to live. There's that feeling of, like, I would just rather die right now and go to sleep and not wake up because of the weight of the grief and the pain and the suffering that you have right now. So I get it. If you don't even want to look into your future, because it feels hard or because you believe so deeply that you are not deserving of a beautiful life because your child can't live anymore, then this can be an incredibly difficult thing to think about. But here's the thing. If you don't take a moment to think about where you want to go in your life or who you want to become, you're just going to keep plodding away and wake up one day and realize that 10 years have gone by in your life and nothing has changed. You're still in the same spot. And then maybe at that point, you'll be ready to dive into this. But if you take a moment to look now, how much suffering can be helped? Can you get to this person that you want to be in a more compassionate and less suffering way? So it can be very hard. And I want to encourage you to do, obviously, what you need to do for yourself in your own grief journey. That's the biggest thing in anything I share or teach or coach on or offer to you as a tool is you listen to yourself. You are the person that knows yourself the most. You know yourself the deepest. Listen to what you need um, without the judgment. But looking at who you want to be gives you a goalpost. It doesn't mean that you are not where you are supposed to be at this moment. And I think it's so important to be okay with where you're at right this moment That's how you can begin to move forward. You have to come to where you are, meet yourself right where you're at, right this moment. But by setting the goalpost ahead of you, it gives you a direction to go and an idea of the steps you want to take. For me, 
I knew this. I knew that I wanted to learn how to live again. I was 23 and I was horrified to think about the rest of my life living in such a horrific depression, pain, agony, and sadness the rest of my life. Though I couldn't see how it was possible that things could get better because I couldn't feel it at the time. I couldn't feel that joy. I remember asking another mom, like, does this ever get any better? Is this, is it going to be okay? Am I going to have joy again? And she gave me so much hope. And that's why I do so much of the work that I do is I want to give you that hope that she told me it's different. It changes. It's not. And for me, I actually feel like I have so much greater and deeper joy because I know such a depth of pain, but she gave me hope that I will have joy again. And I have to grieve who I was. I have to grieve that joy and that it's possible for things to to change for the better. And like I said, I, I couldn't see how it was possible for me, but I was able to look at others who had lost a child and see that possibility that life could get lighter again. That not only could life get lighter, it could actually get better than before Aria died. Not because Aria died, but because the changes that happened made me a better person a kinder, more compassionate person. And that is what I wanted. I really wanted to, to learn lessons or to, to become someone better than I was before. A friend and I, whose daughter, our, both of our daughters died a few months apart. We're talking about our daughter's deaths. And we both agreed that we cannot see what good can come out of this. It all seemed horrific and bad, and we didn't want it. Not, you know, we obviously nobody chooses this. We didn't want this in our life. But we were praying that if anything good could come out of this, that we would hope that there would be something good. We didn't know what it would be, but we wanted something that could be made better. And we talked about will we become a better person? Hopefully, we can be more compassionate. Hopefully, we can be a kinder person. Hopefully, the person we become will be better than who we were before. So who do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? Take a moment and notice that. And then notice what do you need to do in order to be that person? What kind of help do you need to invest in? What do you need to let go of in your life? And what kind of compassion do you need to give yourself? It all begins with taking little steps little steps towards that person so that you can be that person because you are beginning to think like that person and becoming that person. I am a different person today than I was before Aria died, a completely different person. But I am so grateful to be where I am today. This doesn't mean that I don't keep working on myself and I know I'm not perfect. I will never be perfect. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to reach perfection, but I always want to strive to be better and do better. And I will, I will do that the rest of my life, but I don't want to go back to the person that I was, that I grieved so deeply, which might seem very hard to understand if you're not at that place yet. Like I am so thankful that I am no longer that, that person that I was before Aria died. And would I unlearn all of these lessons, all of these things that I feel like have changed me on such a deep level to have Aria back? Of course I would. 
but I can't. I can't have her back. And I will embrace all of the changes that have come to me as they have made me a more compassionate, open-minded, understanding person. So for you, diving into this question, who am I, is a very personal one. One of exploration, learning, and just being super honest with yourself. You cannot dive into this question without being honest with yourself, which can be so, so hard to do, right? It is deep work. It is hard work. But you got this, my friend. If you want more support and guidance on your grief journey and to connect with other moms who feel so much like you, come join the waitlist for Relief and Grief at reliefandgriefsupportgroup.com. And if you're listening to this on the day this episode comes out, I'm doing a Facebook Live at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on my Facebook page to announce the winners of the giveaway for the podcast. So come join me there. And as always, I'm holding you in my heart until next week. Well, this episode of Grieving Moms podcast is over. You can join me and other grieving mothers in my free Facebook group to continue conversations of all things life after child loss. Go to www.meganhillica.com community to join us there. If you like this podcast, could you please share it with other grieving mothers so that they can also find hope in life after loss and to know that they are never alone.